Welcome to BMW WWE Episode 2. Today I'm going to talk about some WWE headlines as well as deep dive into the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view or whatever people are calling it nowadays. Uh, I'll also talk about a little bit about the NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, people, Some people who won some awards and all that stuff in uh, this past weekend. And yeah, all right, I'll dive right into it. So, since my last show, there's been three headlines that just jumped off the page to me. And one actually just happened. DX, that's D-Generation X, to the Hall of Fame. And this, to me, is a no-brainer. Um, this will be Sean's second trip to uh, the Hall of Fame. And this will also be uh, this. will be Hunter's first, which is crazy uh, because everyone knows he's going to go in three times. Uh, himself, uh, Evolution, and DX. So it's pretty cool. Um, the one thing that I know I'm thinking about, I'm not sure. Sorry for the noise in the background. Sorry, I'm actually driving. Uh, just wanted to do this episode, so... But I'm curious to see if badass Billy Gunn, Mr. Ass Man, Kit James from TNA, decides to come back to the WWE to do it. I know he was on the fucking Raw shit that happened, the, what, the 25th anniversary or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, That's pretty cool, I guess. But I know he's working with AEW, from what I heard, and he's... He's, I mean, his, the way he got kicked out was kind of shitty to me. I don't, I don't think that he deserved to be fucking fired. I mean, I understand he tested uh, positive for roids or whatever the fuck it was, but fucking Brock Lesnar pissed hotter than shit and he's still the universal champ, Vince. What the fuck, dude? Like, what are you doing? But yeah, kudos to you, DX. Uh, you guys were a big part of my childhood. Uh, I actually uh, threw the suck it sign up the other day in uh, Walmart. A <laughs> uh, man walked by me way too close, and I turned around and was like, suck it. So, hey, kudos. Now, uh, everyone, the next headline I want to talk about, uh, Jimmy Uso arrested. Yeah, it was Jimmy, Naomi's husband. That's crazy. Apparently, Naomi got stopped. And she was asked to get out of her car, uh, possibly because the officer knew who she was and he wanted to look at that fat ass of hers. And Jimmy Uso took his shirt off and was about that life. And he decided, hey, fuck that. Uh, I'm Uso outside, I'm Uso on the inside, I don't give a fuck. And took his shirt off and was squaring up and then became very compliant uh, by the police report. So, yeah. And what's crazy about that is dot 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 Jimmy is linked to AEW with his brother but the headlines also say that Naomi and Jimmy want to be fired by WWE that I saw anyways now let me tell you guys why this is dumb first of all yes I think that they would love time off uh, to have a family because who wouldn't 
But I don't think they're going to try to get fired. If I mean, if the story would have read Jimmy and Jay Uso along with Naomi, then yes. But I don't think that Jimmy is going to risk his brother's career as well just to, like, I don't know what the, well, like, Jimmy's not going to go to AEW by himself. So that's, it's, like I said in the last episode, everyone's just literally trying to, no matter what, everything is AEW this and AEW that. And I, I have a buddy named Dale who, uh, who said it in, in like in one of these Twitter and Facebook fucking soy boy, uh, threads that everybody's just like, oh, AEW, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Cause Vince is trash, blah, blah. He's just like, okay, according to this, everyone's going to AEW and not everyone's going fuck out of here. <laughs> Now, headline number three. Undertaker's WWE contract has expired. It's been expired. And he will be doing some signings at StarCast the night before Double or Nothing. Not just that, but Double or Nothing will be having its weigh-ins at StarCast. So, everyone knows what this means. AEW... Undertaker, let's fucking go. That's every what everyone's saying. What I'm saying is, is Undertaker just needs to sign some autographs, make a bunch of money because his prices are ridiculous, and that's what he's doing. And then afterwards, everyone wants to find every story and tie it together. Now, I'm not saying that he can't and he won't, but I, I don't, I don't see the Undertaker leaving. Like he was way too close with Vince, and I know he knows that his matches suck. So, like, you can't do it in spite, like, oh, Vince won't give me a spot on, on Mania, so I'm going to go ahead and go to AEW, because, like, bro, you stayed in the, the era, the uh, better era, the Attitude era, uh, instead of going to WCW. Now, that could have been a business move, because maybe he knew WCW was going to tank, because he was in WCW before he was in WWE, but I doubt it. <laughs> now... Let's jump straight into the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. I missed probably over half of this. Uh, a lot of it, I was just, like, not caring. Uh, as you guys know, I predicted some of the matches, and I was wrong most of it. But who cares? Um, basically, start off, Sasha and, and Bailey win the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, and it's a cool moment. Now, I don't want to sound like a sexist, but at what point does this shit just end? Like, I, I get it. Women wrestle too, and women deserve to be paid, and like all of this is great. That's great. Because some of the women's like storylines, the, the triple headed monster storyline going into Mania that's supposed to be main event, I'll get to that later or a different episode. Uh,. That that's very interesting, and yeah, it's 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 got it's intrigued me. But I'm tired of all these women's first, and this is the, like I understand it. Shit, like you don't have to keep beating the drum. I get it. You guys want to push your women, and that's great. I mean, you guys did them dirty for forever, but like, chill out, you know, because we don't need more titles. And if if we needed more title, like I mean, if you if you guys are gonna start your own brand. And do like 205 Live for women, then so be it. Give shit, give them a women's intercontinental title too. That like 
To me, fuck it. If that's what you're going to do, that's fine. And I know there's rumors of that, but there's rumors about everything. There's rumors about me being the first uh, the first African-American WWE champion, which it doesn't really matter because to be like my buddies at Fight Freaks, uh, they have also stated if you're a world heavyweight champion in the WWE, you're a WWE champion. It doesn't matter. I would much rather have the world heavyweight title anyways than either one of those ugly ass belts. Like, just gonna throw that out there. And Ric Flair made that title that uh, that title famous. And I love Ric Flair. He was on my top five. Just saying. Now, moving forward because I really don't give a shit about that. We have the Usos versus the McMiz. I actually missed this match, but I can guarantee you that this match had well I, I seen some of the spots but I know Shane did his diving elbow uh one of the Usos was got drove driven through the table and it turned out that the Miz ended up losing the titles and he was very distraught and I don't blame him and so everyone knows where this is going there's two two highlights of this first the Usos were Threatening to go to AEW, and guess what? They're your new SmackDown Live champions. Tag champions, anyways. So that means probably going into uh, WrestleMania, they're going to be in a match with the New Day, and they're going to drop the titles. Anyways. And also, this is building The Miz versus Shane McMahon. Probably Hell in a Cell, so he can dive off one more time. No, I'm just kidding. But yet, I don't really have anything to say about that until after Tuesday. Uh, whenever I watch SmackDown, I'll go more into depth on that. Now, uh, after this, we have Ronda smashing Ruby Riot, which, if you heard me on my show last week, I, I predicted that. Like, that was not a surprise to me by any means. Now, after the match is whenever it gets, it gets really cool. Uh, Charlotte Flair was at ringside for the match and Ronda was not paying any attention to her she was beating the hell out of Ruby Riot. well after the match Charlotte gets in the ring and lo and behold out of the crowd Becky Lynch comes out on crutches and she's supposed to be suspended coming straight out of the mouth of Vincent Kennedy McMahon Becky you're suspended for 60 days and Becky comes out she gets in the ring and they're all standing there and then she beats the holy hell out of Charlotte with one of the crutches. And she, it, it was, this was a long ass whipping with that crutch. She beat her so dang long that I was like, okay, I'm going to go piss. And then I went and peed and came back and she was still hitting her. And I was like, dang. Okay, that's cool. The crowd popped huge for Becky. And then Becky offers, uh, she offers a crutch to Rhonda. So Rhonda can get some. And as soon as Rhonda takes a step forward, Becky starts beating her with the crutch. And the crowd starts losing it because they love Becky Lynch. And it's crazy. And we know this is building to that triple threat. And this is going to be a fun road to get there. Uh, I'm actually excited to see how Becky gets back in the match. And if she just starts being basically the woman stone cold and just start getting arrested every night. Or just goes and beats the hell out of Vince, sends him to a hospital and hit him over the head with the frying pan. Or whatever kind of pan that was. Bed pan, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah so that's cool um and then after that we have finn balor in a handicap match against leo rush and bobby lashley for the intercontinental championship now i did not see all of this match um i'm actually not really 
that involved, uh, as you can tell. Um, I love wrestling, but it's just I've been so disconnected. I mainly read stories. Last week was the most that I've watched of this, the episodes. And like I told you guys, I was watching it on mute. I was in and out. I was working from home. And yeah, Finn Balor pulls off the upset, but Finn Balor pins Leo Rush. He does not pin Bobby Lashley. He pins Leo Rush. And after the match, Bobby Lashley loses it and spine busters Leo Rush. And I don't know what they're going to do because nobody's going to pay to see a match between Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley looks like he was chiseled out of fucking diamond. No homo. He's just huge. And yeah, we don't know what's going on there. I mean, I'll get to it in a second. So after this, we have Baron Corbin versus Braun Strowman. Get these hands. And... It's a no disqualification match. Braun starts dominating. It's a little back and forth. And then Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre come out and they beat the shit out of Braun. And it was actually cool. Like it was it was finally good to see Braun get the shit kicked out of him by someone other than Roman and Brock. And they triple power bombed him on two tables double stacked on top of each other, which was a decent spot. I actually my wife was watching with me, and she she said, "Oh wow, yeah," and they they all did the Braun Strowman gimmick. So I'm curious if they're just gonna throw Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley as a tag team and call them the Black Psychopaths because he's get it, he's this this uh, you get you get it the Scottish psychopath and Bobby Lashley's black too and yeah okay. After that, we have the uh, SmackDown Live Elimination Chamber match with for the WWE Championship. And you have Daniel Bryan starting off the match with Samoa Joe. Now, as a Joe lover, let me go ahead and start this off by saying the way that Joe started this match off with Daniel, no selling and beating the hell out of him. I loved it, but I knew what was going to happen. As soon as it happened, my wife and my son, my one-and-a-half-year-old son, love Samoa Joe. And as soon as it started happening, my wife was like, he's going to get eliminated first, isn't he? And I said, yep. And she said, does that not piss you off? And I said, yep. But, hey, it happens. So, the third entrant into the chamber was, I believe, Kofi. And Kofi comes in. He had some high spots. Yay. Back and forth. And then Samoa Joe starts dominating again. Income. AJ Styles. AJ comes in, gets some offense in. Uh, Samoa Joe hits Kofi with the uh, the coquina clutch, which I wish he would start using the muscle buster, especially at WrestleMania. Just let him do it. I know he almost killed Tyson Kidd, but fuck that. It's in the past. The Styles Clash almost killed a couple people. Let's just the six one nine did kill someone, and he still uses that. Fuck that. So. Um, AJ Styles hits that phenomenal forearm uh, on Joe out of the coquina clutch. One, two, three, Joe's gone. Next entrant, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy comes in, hits some uh, offense. He hits a crazy spot off the top of one pod. He hits a swanton on AJ. Uh, AJ's propped up on the corner. He hits a splat, or he hits the swanton. It was either AJ or Kofi, I can't remember. And as soon as he gets up from the swanton, he catches a flying knee from Daniel. And... One, two, three, you're gone, buddy. 
in come Randy Orton. Uh, AJ gets ready to hit a phenomenal forearm on either Daniel or Kofi. I think it was Kofi. And RKO out of nowhere. And one, two, three, AJ, guess what, buddy? You're gone. And then everyone was like, oh, if he's going to AEW, but I doubt it. Kept. After that, Randy Orton gets eliminated by Kofi Kingston. And then Kofi and Daniel proceed to put on a great match. One-on-one. There's some spots that I don't understand. Um, I know in the beginning of the match, there was a submission. I want to say Joe had Daniel in a submission. And Daniel got to the ropes. And the announcers even said, the ropes at this point are just leverage. But Daniel has... Kofi in the LaBelle lock and Kofi gets to the ropes and they break it. So, yeah, good job there, WWE. You really fucked that up. Now, after that, we have uh, just some great action. The near falls in this match were great. There, I actually thought Kofi was going to win. And then I text uh, or I, I, I tweet, tweeted on Twitter, obviously, uh, to my, to fight freaks, uh, fight freaks, or at fight freaks pod, Luke Harper is going to return, and it didn't happen. And Daniel won clean, but let me tell you guys that this match was great. Um, I know it's not going to be a five star by Money Melter, who's a pussy, but it could be a four and a half from him. It should be, or I'll whoop his ass. Uh, it was a great match, especially the final two. Um. I also read that the final spot or the push that Kofi got was uh, for Mustafa Ali. It's tough to hear. But at the same time, like, I'm glad Kofi got that that shine. Now, at the end of it, the New Day came out. And I, I really thought that they were going to just have Kofi turn on him. I don't need you guys. Uh, I just, the last, like, SmackDown Live and tonight, I've, like, do you hear the kind of response I'm getting? I don't need you to. You guys are holding me back. I can be the WWE champion. I can be the Kofi Kingston Mon. And it didn't happen, but I mean, I wish it would have happened. I want chaos. I want everybody to turn on each other. Everyone's mad because they're saying, well, Daniel won. Vince said, if we, as long as we give you more of what you want and less of what you don't want, what I want isn't Kofi to necessarily win. Like, it would have been cool, but I want chaos. I want. Kofi to turn on the New Day because everybody's tired of that. I want Harper and Rowan to come back and just pull Bray Wyatt out of the back and just beat the shit out of him. Tell him that he wasted their career and just chaos. That's, I want I want Rusev Dave to put Lana in the accolade in the middle of the ring one. I don't care. Just chaos. That's what I want. That's what I need in the WWE. Now, I don't have much more. Uh, Raw's tonight, yay, we'll get some more storyline. They should start ramping up a little bit more for WrestleMania. Uh, I also know that there's not much AEW news to talk about. I don't really care. And I'll briefly talk uh, about the All-Star Weekend uh, for my NBA fans who are listening as well. Uh, this week was All-Star, this weekend was All-Star Weekend. Uh, on Friday night, we had Jason, or we had Famous Los win the uh, Celebrity Game MVP. Uh, Famous Lois uh, is a social media comedian kind of guy. Um, he was guarded by a midget for most of it. But, hey, he 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 showed us that he's the MVP of the Celeb game. That's cool. Uh, Kyle Kuzma won the Rising Stars MVP. Uh, he's a Laker. I love to see that. Kudos to you, Kyle Kuzma. 
Um, and then Saturday night we had Jason Tatum win the skills challenge uh, against Trey Young at the in the finals. He shot uh, from half court uh, while Trey was getting ready to shoot his three, and ball went in, and Trey missed. So, yeah, Jason Tatum. Uh, the three point contest, which is has been the headline for for the NBA All Star Weekend. Uh, Joe Harris from the Brooklyn Nets edged out Steph Curry in the finals. And we had uh, Diallo, I can't say his first name, from the Oklahoma City Thunder win the dunk contest. Now, I will spend a little bit more time on this. He was impressive. But when you win something, everyone starts uh, judging it on the pass. So I wanted to to talk about a, a few of the more recent dunk contests. Uh, I, if Diallo was in last year's, he would have beaten Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's dunks weren't impressive. And none of these dunks were just, from this past weekend, were just crazy. Like, oh my gosh. Like, there were some good dunks, but I wasn't that impressed. Like, Diallo can jump. And, like, kudos for him. He was the best dunker of the night by far. Um, and last year, like I said, I think if Diallo was in that, he would have won that as well. Um, but if you go back the year before that, where you have Aaron Gordon, who many feel were, was robbed against, uh, damn, I actually just forgot his name, light-skinned dude, who won, had won it the year before. Um, dang, I can't believe I forgot his name. But uh, those two put on a show. And the year before, Zach Levine, they put on a show, and everyone feels like Aaron Gordon should have won because he had the best dunk of the, the best couple of dunks of the night. And that's not how it is. His dunk was fifty. Zach Levine's dunks were fifty. Zach Levine's last dunk was better than Aaron Gordon's last dunk. Period. And it was great. That it was great to see. And then the year before, Zach Levine just dominated the dunk contest. So I don't feel like if if Diallo was in either one of those, he would have won. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure the year before that they did the East versus West, which was won by the East. But John, John Wall won the dunk of the night by fan vote. And I, I, I don't think that he would have won that either. But who knows? Now, yesterday uh, was also the All-Star game. Uh, the All-Star game in the NBA is kind of, man, it's 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 not what it used to be. It, it's never been four quarters of just them playing their best basketball. Uh, Kevin Durant actually won the All-Star MVP for the second time. That's cool. Uh, Team LeBron stormed back against Team Giannis. Uh, Giannis actually had a good lead, and he would have won the MVP had his team won. Um, there were some good plays, good alley-oops. That's cool. It's always like that. But then I started thinking, what game is more meaningless, the NBA All-Star game or the NFL Pro Bowl? And I started thinking, and I was like, really? I don't think neither one of them are shit. Now, I know the NFL has brought back the skills uh, skills competitions, which helps. But then you get into the game, and it's just like nothing happens. It's just, oh, we're just out here having fun, which is cool. If you're there, because you get to interact with the players and whatnot. But when you're watching it on TV, it's pointless. Now, the NBA All-Star game can be fun because usually in the last like five minutes or the fourth quarter – they actually start playing hard. And I remember back in the day in the Pro Bowl, they used to play hard. Uh, I remember Sean Taylor, RIP, murdered this punter. And it was great. I loved it. It, it was like, that, that's what I miss. I remember Randy Moss dominating a full uh, Pro Bowl game. Like, it was just great. And the way that I think that they can make those games meaningful 
instead of because the winning team gets a bigger check. I know in the Pro Bowl, I'm not sure in the, the NBA if they even pay out. But what they should do for both of them is you should get at let, let's say you get a hundred K for being on the winning team. And on the losing team, you get a hundred and fifty dollars and a McChicken from McDonald's. And that's it. These guys are going to come out and play for it. Even if it's just the second half, you're going to get some interest in basketball and interesting football. I mean, McChickens are good and $100 or $150, that's going to be cool. But $100K? Bet. I, like, I would I would ball, bro. What you, you got me messed up. Like, I'm going to come out and, and hoop or, or run somebody over or something. But, yeah, like. And I also think the uh, the NFL needs to move the Pro Bowl to two weeks after the Super Bowl. Uh, that way, you don't basically get not able to play in the Pro Bowl for making your team making the Super Bowl. Like I, I don't understand that because then you then you don't even get like if you're a five time Pro Bowler and then you make like you get voted on the sixth time or you're in for the sixth time and then you go to the Pro Bowl you're still and you, or your team goes to the Super Bowl you're still a five time because you have to give up your spot. That's dumb. But yeah. Well, today was going to be a shorter episode. I'm only 25 minutes right now. Uh, like I said, I just wanted to talk about the Elimination Chamber uh, and briefly go into the All-Star uh, Weekend event. Um, I will po- I will probably have a episode come out Tuesday night or Thursday night. Uh, I don't want to interfere with my buds at the Fight Freaks uh, podcast um, because I enjoy listening to them Wednesday night. Uh, it's always great. Um and I love like wait as soon as I get the the as soon as I get the update that it, they've just posted an episode I'm I'm in there like swimwear, uh, but yeah you guys should check them out uh, on Twitter Fight Freaks Pod at Fight Freaks Pod and uh, go to iTunes or Google Play it's uh, at Fight or it's Fight Freaks yeah um, if you guys if you guys are listening uh, just go ahead and get to me on Twitter uh, at Team on My Back though there's some let or some numbers in there obviously like in there uh just just look it up if you want just look me up my name is marlon lewis uh look me up on facebook hey send me some send me some messages tell me what you want to hear tell me what tell me what you think what i need to do and yeah uh but yeah that's all i have for today you guys have a great day thank you bye